What's up, y'all? It's your man, Anthony. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Anthony's Godly Guidance. This is uh, episode number seven, and this is the fifth installment to the series Reaping and Sowing, and this one is about money. Um, Excuse me. I want to first go into... There's two separate things, maybe. I mean, there's two separate things that I want to touch on. They'll, They'll be interlinked interlocked interlinked but i want to hit it from a perspective of two separate things first one is tithing now first when talking about this disclaimer i am a deacon and the youth pastor at my church i also want to point out that this is voluntary so this is not me trying to line my pockets and talking about tithing because that's not what it's about this is about teaching others to be blessed by the word of God. Um, so I'll read this verse, this first verse, Malachi 3.10, and I'll go into more detail about that. It says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do so, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open up the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you will not have enough room to take it in try it put me to the test first thing this is the only place in the bible that god says put me to the test everywhere else god says do something we're expected to do it this is the only place where god says okay try it try me so this gives us a way to see it play out and i have an example of how it plays out um but before I get into that, I want to point one other extra piece about tithing. Tithing is not just about giving money to the church. Tithing is also an exercise that God has placed in tithing and giving, but for the sake of what we're talking about now, tithing. And you'll see how it links to giving in just a couple minutes. Tithing teaches us to put our trust in God and not our trust in money. So, you know, we're not sitting here um, oogling over money. We're actually, uh, excuse me, we're actually trusting God. And um, that is where we would get blessed with that. And, uh, you know, again, it's it's not our God. It's it's just a tool to which we use because, you know, a lot of people get upset when you talk about money in the church. But we live in the world also. So it is a means to do things on this earthly realm. And we use it also. And so I, I, I want to point out that there's a verse in Timothy and... Forgive me for not having looked that up, but it says that it says that money, you know, what people normally say is money is the root of all evil. But that's not what the verse says. The verse says for the love of money is the root of all evil. So that is why something like Malachi 3.10 would counter It's placed in here to teach us not to love money, but to love God. So that being said, let me give you my example. My example is, um, I had, you know, we paid our money, we paid our bills 
I had money left over. I hadn't paid my car payment yet. Now, I usually don't use figures and, you know, in my testimony, but I'll use it for this because it helps. My car payment was $300. And this day, I was, uh, I hadn't paid it yet, and I was going to the church to, uh, to clean it because it was my week. And I had stopped to give me some food, and then I checked my my account to see where it was at, and it was at 225. And I kind of was like, "Oh man, that sucks," because I don't have enough to pay my car payment. And then I, God put it on me that that was the uh, amount that I was supposed to tithe. So tithe 10 percent, a tenth of. So. That was the money. That was the exact amount I was supposed to tithe. So then that brings up to another thing where I'm like, oh, my gosh, do I tithe this or do I pay my car payment? And so after talking to my wife, she was like, well, I don't you got to you got to talk to God about that. I don't know what to tell you. <clears throat> I called my pastor and he didn't answer. So I'm sitting there like, God, I don't know what to do. And I'm driving from the where I went to eat to the church and I sat down when I got to the church and I was you know eating my food before I cleaned and got ready and then this pastor that I was listening to well the pastor that I normally listen to had a guest pastor so I'd never heard this dude and basically what he said was you put your money and time into all these things that don't profit you that are not edifying that are that that are, that don't amount to anything. Why don't you put that into me and trust me? So I had this. Oh my goodness! So when that happened, I was like, "Okay, I got you, God." So I tied. I went on, cleaned the church. When I was done, I saw I had a text message, <clears throat> a notification from my bank, and when I checked it. I was in the, I was negative ten dollars, so I was a little upset, and I'm like, ah, oh my gosh, maybe that wasn't God, you know, for a brief second. Oh man! And as I was getting ready to freak out, God said, hey, 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 you remember that ten dollars you just found? Because I had found ten dollars at the house, and I don't remember if it was in my pocket or whatnot. Must have been, but anyway, I found it. He's like, remember that ten dollars that you found? Put that in the bank. So. Before I go forward, this isn't the end of the story, but I want to point out that God had set it in motion for me to have enough money and not go into negative to tithe, even before I recognized that that's all I had was enough to tithe. So that proves this verse right here by itself, but let me continue. So a week and a half, two weeks later, I'm a chaplain at a Christian school, you know, for boys basketball team. I go to the game, I'm there watching the game, and an individual walks up to me and says, I have something to you, I have something to give you from your father. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah, this isn't for me, your, your, your father told me to do it. And so I'm like, okay, well, my father told me, all right. And so he handed me something, and then he handed me an envelope. I didn't do anything with it. We watch the game, whatever, we leave. I get in the truck, I open an envelope, it's a check for $1,000. I'm like, whoa, so that's almost, that's just over four times the amount I tithe. And so, again, proving this verse, because it, 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 
multiplied what this what what seeds I sowed. The other part to this is my wife is at home at the same time trying to figure out bills and she's really like stressed about it because albeit my check was gone, we, we paid bills, we just didn't get to pay everything. It was a short month. And she's like, God, I don't know how we're gonna pay this. <clears throat> God told her to walk away. She got up, she watched TV. When she came back down to sit down to go back to, to the bills, I called and I told her this. And she cried and she said, oh my God, that's, that's great, God is good. So I'm giving you this example to tell you that God is good. You can trust God. This is, this is not something he would just do for me. Now, I'm not going to say he's going to give you $1,000 if you tithe, and it's not going to happen in the same way. It could, but I'm not saying it will. But we live by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So I'm giving you my testimony to bless you and to, to take that step of faith to tithe. So also another piece to this I want to, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to give is I talked about Luke 638 in the, the last episode about how we treat others. And that also applies when we're talking about money. And what do I mean by that? It, the, the Bible verse is saying, if you give, you'll get it in return and in overabundance. My testimony proves that as well as Malachi 3.10. But I want to give it like a natural, a natural sense of this. And that is... <clears throat> We all know people who are stingy with their money. We know people who, who won't help people regardless of whatever the case may be. You go to them, they won't give you a dime, whether it's a really dire situation or not. And we also, it, knowing that you know someone that, that, that you've asked for, for help and they haven't helped you, how have you felt when they came to you and asked you? If you're honest, most of us have been like, I'm not helping you. Now, that's not what this Bible verse is saying, but I'm just giving you a natural sense of what that is. If you are stingy to people, they're going to be stingy with you. So that if you want people to help you, you have to help people. And that's what this is. This is talking about. Um. I want to, I have one last uh, Bible verse that I want to read, and then I'll tie this all together and, and end it. And that is Proverbs three twenty seven, And it says, do not withhold good from those who deserve it when it is in your power to help them. Now, for the purposes of what I, for what we're doing, because that word deserve could trip people up. Let's read it like this until you hear it. Do not withhold good from those who need it when it is in your power to help them. What does that mean? If you have the power to help somebody, if you have $50 in your pocket, you have a full tank of gas, you have food in your house, you, you, know, you have everything, your needs are met, and you have $50 in your pocket, and someone says, hey, I need I need help. I need money because I need to put gas in my car or to put groceries in my house or something like that. This verse is saying, you got it. It's within your power to help them. Help them. What this verse isn't saying, how people might try to tweak it or twist it is, 
you got your last ten dollars and you got to put gas in your tank. And if you if you don't put that in your tank, you aren't going to be able to make it to work. This isn't saying that if someone says I need ten dollars, you're wrong if you say, hey, man, I really don't have it to give it to you. That's that. That's not what it's saying. So so people don't feel condemned if they're like, well, I couldn't help them. That was the last of my money. That's that's a whole different story. And maybe God will use that to see, to test you and bless you. But in the in the in the confines of what we're talking about, if do not withhold good from those who need it, if it's within your if it's within your power to help them, if it's not within your power to help them, don't help them. That's essentially what the, the brass task, the brass, excuse me. That's essentially what this is saying. If it's within your power, help them. If not, you can't help them because it's not within your power. So to go with what it all, all, to tie all of this together, if we bless people <clears throat> with, with, with a sowing seed of money, let's just stick with money. If we, if we, if we want to bless people, if we can bless people, we should bless people. Let me change that. If we have the means to do so, do it. Now, business owners, successful businessmen, successful whatever, financially, you know, you go into college, you know that it takes money to make money. Now, if I say it like that and I'm not throwing God in the mix, most people don't have an issue with that. People are all right. They're like, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I get that. But that's a natural way of saying what these Bible verses I have said are saying. They're saying in a sense of money, because we're just talking about the money. We talked about how you treat others, how you treat your, your spouse, your kids, your parents. We've talked about that. So in the confines of just money right now, these, these verses that I, I believe that term, it takes money to make money, came from the Bible. And not just these verses. There's a whole other story about talents, you know, in here that I, I don't have time to go into. But that's essentially that Bible, that, that's, that parable in the Bible is saying just that. It takes money to make money. So if you can hear it in a natural sense and not get offended, you should hear it from a biblical sense and not get offended from it. Especially for saying the same thing. So, I uh, hope that this blessed you. I hope that you hear where my heart is with this, and know again that this is this this is not a way to condemn or judge. This is a way to bless and show you that there's a way to do this. There's a way to to get ahead, and in a sense of money, if you want to, if you sow seed of money, and you will reap the harvest of it. Now, the one thing that people do is they get impatient because they sow seed today and tomorrow they haven't got that harvest yet. And that's not how it works. And that actually goes into my segue to how what next week's message is going to be over. And that's watch what you say. We, we get impatient. So we start talking and uh, that gets in the way of the harvest that we're going to get. And so... I, I thought like, you know, I thought this was the last the last piece to reaping and sowing. But as I've been studying, God gave me the gave me another one. And that's why next week's message is about watch what you say. So with that being said, I uh, pray that all are blessed. 
I pray that all under the sound of my voice hear this and they are blessed by it and uh, it encourages. Again, we're not about condemnation or judgment. I love you. God bless.